This is a Hot Pie Media Original. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. Help. Better help. Now, is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, everybody who listens to Stop Self-Sabotage has something that they want for themselves that they are not getting because they feel that they're frustrated or they wouldn't be listening. They want more. And personally, when I first became a therapist, I went into therapy because I was so hurt in an emotional relationship. And I wanted to repair that. And BetterHelp is a place that you can do just that for yourself. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists as needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. One of them is Anthony wrote, Karen is great. She's attentive, gives great advice, and really makes you think about your issues so you can resolve them in a fashion where you are comfortable. Visit betterhelp.com slash SSS. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they are now recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. We have a special offer for you. For Stop Self-Sabotage listeners, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash SSS. As a therapist myself, I can't recommend them more sincerely. Go online, talk to them. They will be very attentive to your needs and they will get you the help you want. Hello, Annette. So good to have you on the program. Thank you for joining us. This is Annette Davidson, a soul therapist. Annette, tell us a little bit about your background, please. Well, Pat, I come from an old, really old family, a traditional family that were very much into the spirit world. I was born in Ireland many, many years ago. I was brought up with my mum and grandma in a small farm just outside County Cork. They were both, they were like what you'd call medicine women in, in those days today. They were practicing nurses, but they were also practicing the cards as well. And every evening, we'd always say prayers, prayers to nature, prayers for the farm that we lived on, 
And it was always a part of my world growing up to see them doing the cards for people in the village. A little example I'd give you. My grandmother was so talented. We lived in a little farmhouse. It had a very big fireplace, the old-fashioned one, and it had seats in between. We'd sit there and we'd stroke the fire and the flames. And my grandma, she'd bring people from the village. She'd look at the flames. She had that capability of telling them if they were pregnant, if they were going to marry the boy next door, if the carrot field next door and their farm was going to get okay, the crops were okay, just purely by looking at the flames in the fire. She could see the future mm. and she was always accurate. Right. So I was brought up with these things. We always had, I've got to laugh, we always had this barrel of rainwater outside the door that which would keep the rain in because the rain was good for washing your hair and keeping it silky. But also on a full moon, she'd have the young girls coming round and she could see through the full moon. They would look in the barrel of water. She would. And she could prophesy who they were going to marry. Ah. Very things like this. Now, we got to remember these are the days going back in the yes. 50s and 60s. Sure, of course. But she had, she had that talent, and it was all from nature. She'd inherited it from her mother. It was always through the female side. Right. So I was brought up with that. Then we'd read the cards, ordinary natural cards, my mother was also a nurse too, but we had the cards always and they were significant. She'd look at the cards, but it was always the energy from that person in front of her. Right. More than the cards themselves. Right. She was always accurate. So there were my times that I was brought up to the age of 10 or 11. Yes. Then we moved to England. And that was a different story. But, but I'd like to let you know, because I've never opened a book on tarot. I've never read anything about anything to do with the oculate. It's always about, I wouldn't say Christianity. I wouldn't say it was organized religion. It was about nature and it was about the mind and helping people. Spirit. That's yeah. what it was all about. Yes. And I'd also like to add that I'm sort of, I'm a nurse as well, like my mum and grand. I... When I was nursing, we'd take the blood pressure, we'd take the pulse of the person. That, to me, was always a sign. I'd write it on the chart, the doctor would look at it, and then he would do a medical diagnosis with the pulse or the blood pressure. I always felt when I was holding the hand of that person and talking to them, I could see or feel more about the energy, what was going on with them, sure. more than the medical physician. And over the years, I feel as though that energy, and I call it energy work, yes. is what I bring to my readings very strongly. Um, also, we have the DSM, which is the Diagnostic Statistic sure. Manual right. Therapist. Right. My plan is for the future to bring the Diagnostic Soul Manual for Soul Therapists. Oh, I love that. And you I'm hoping... That. I'm hoping um, if this is in the this is in the very very beginning, but I'm seeing a new paradigm to the medical work that people are doing, and I have a lot of people who read tarot cards, who are therapists in in massages, who do Reiki work. We all together, we're, we're sort of collectively bringing our energies and what we feel 
into the soul work and we started slowly, tentatively writing notes. I love so, that. Yeah. And I see one day it could be the diagnostic soul therapy. I love that. And what it combines is more of a natural energy in combination with the medical field. Of course. So of course. this is this is because life's changing. 2021, everything is changing. And I truly do feel this could help a lot of people. You know, 10 years ago, people would laugh at people doing meditation and yoga. Right. Now it's global. Yes. Alternative medicine, soul energies, all these alternative therapies are really coming into the forefront. So your background was in Ireland with three generations, your your mother, your grandmother, and you all having the gift of reading energy and reading people's soul. So this uh, makes me ask, what is the soul? What do you think is the soul? It's such an interesting subject. You know, I'm going back to my grandma and my mum. God rest their souls in heaven. I always do the sign of the cross, the good Irish Catholic. (laughs) The soul to me is how they felt it. It was through nature. The soul is that spiritual part of that person, and it gives life to the body. It's the, how can I say, it's the eternal depth it's the emotional nature of ourselves yes when i say emotional nature it's the ability to feel peace compassion kindness sensitivity sympathy not just for ourselves but for others and you know i find in my work i've been doing this work 40 nearly 50 years now that's what is so lacking in our world today sympathy for ourselves and for others, um, maybe a lot to do with technology, maybe to do a lot to do with the virus. We've had a year of complete isolation. People's minds have changed. I'm not sure whether it's ever going to go back to how it was. Right. So our emotional natures have changed. Mm-hmm. And kindness and compassion is something that's lacking in so much of today. So the soul so- is a connection then between in you and through you of of these energies and, and compassion and kindness and uh, and it's it's it's, it's hard spiritual to part. spiritual part of course yes how we animate it or how we express it is through the kindness the compassion these are all things and i'll, I'll give you i'll sort of give you an uh, an example i always i always say you know cultural consciousness mm-hmm. okay yes through soul music soul food soul brotherhood soul sisterhood We use an awful lot of that as an expression, but it's also cultural consciousness. So also it's a a practical thing, how we use our soul through everyday things, how we eat soulfully. Sometimes we might meet someone and they say, oh, they're so soulless. You know, they're just so narcissistic, so full of themselves. It's being soulless. They're not in connection with their soul. And then we can meet people that we feel so soulful for, you know, they really have that connection of peace, of calm, of wanting to help each other. That's soulful. So they're just words that I see. And I've also got to add here, Pat, 
if you look at the history of art, I think art can tell us so much about the soul. Yes, yes, yes. I, I look at like I look at paintings and I look paintings, the Renaissance period, Michelangelo, how he painted the Sistine Chapel. And I read about people asked him, how did you how did you get those beautiful colours when you were painting the chapel? Mm -hmm. And he always said one thing. I didn't get them through any words or people telling me. It was through my dreams. Ah, ah. And I just think that's so beautiful because our dreams connect us so much to uh, that spiritual, that, that other life. Yes. And people like, you know, Monk, the Norwegian guy, he painted that famous picture called The Scream. The Scream, yes. Yeah. That was people like, in depression or, or or so frustrated with themselves and mental yes. illness. Yes, yes. When people look at these pictures, it evokes an emotion in them. Right. That what I would sense is the soul. And as you are working with people, Annette, you are using the cards um, that you have in front right. of you. And in a minute, we're going to have uh, a lady in here that you don't know. And you're okay. going to do a little reading on her. But um when you're doing that, and I know you've personally told me that you don't need the cards. You're essentially, what do you, what is happening? I channel, you? I channel. There you go. I, I, my mom and gran, you know, they used to say, oh, the cards, are for, it's a tool for the person. So they see that I'm doing something. <laughs> this is how my mom and gran used to say. And I, I sense that myself. Yes. I, I don't really need the cards. Right. They're useful. But when I do the cards, it sort of helps to draw their energy. And if I've got somebody physical with me, it makes them feel more at ease that at least they can see the cards. Right. Or also, you know, I also feel tarot cards can be very useful. I don't look at the negative side. I don't do the dark side of anything of that right. nature. Good. But the cards can be helpful. So each of my cards over the years... I look at them from a soul energy. Uh -huh. What does that person want? Like I might say the King of Cups. If that comes out a lot and the person's looking at a relationship that maybe needs more help, I can see that card and that card might resonate with me, the energy of that card. I see. It doesn't necessarily tell me the true answer, but that soul energy can resonate for me. Well, tell so me it's basically energy work I'm doing. Yes. But tell me how you're channeling. I mean, if, if the cards are helping, but they're not creating it. So you're channeling from a higher source, right? I, I channel. Yes. I'm, I'm channeling that energy. How I can explain that energy is it's again, you know, I can look at people like Carl Jung, the Swiss psychiatrist. He, yes. he talks a lot about this. And I, I read I've read a lot about him and he talks about the way in his memory, he talks about memories and reflections, one of his books. You know, he talks about how all our narcissism and our selfishness and all the negativity we have in life, that is also connected with our soul. So when pers a person is talking to me about all their sadness and their what's happened, maybe they've had deaths in their families, maybe, you know, they've got illnesses. That's the essential part as well as the soul, as the highest point of the soul. He talks about it is important to have the sadness of life, 
with the joy of life. That's the mixture that the soul combines. And when you combine both of them, this is what I feel, because I'm listening to people all day with sadnesses and sort of, you know, they they don't, well, their lives are not balanced. Mixing it with their soul energy, and that's what I'm channeling, their soul energy with their problems. Combining that maybe in my reading, that's what helps them. How I do it is I do always do meditation and I've always helped people. I try to help people before I do the reading um, maybe put their palms out. If they're in a lot of stress, put the palms out on the table, close their eyes. And we just do a little bit of breath work for about a minute. If they're in a lot of stress, mm-hmm. that helps me. When I see that calm energy through the breath, through their breath, I'm receiving their energy. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So it's that that's what helps an awful lot. So the channeling is kind of going up, um, or I say up, but uh, go into their soul and have having that come through you to help yes. give them some information about right. their lives. So the pain that they're experiencing at that time, I somehow can connect with it. I I connect with it because I'm sensing their energy. It's a sense of energy. There's there's no, it's it's an emotion. Sure. Now it's very hard to express an emotion, but I can channel that emotion of what they're saying to me. And I use my higher power. I use my spirit, whatever you call it, want to call it God, the higher power. I use that and I ask that power to come and help me with that person yes. in that in that moment that I have with them. Right. And, and it's always helped. It's a belief. It's like a faith. You know, I have to quote something, the old Catholic catechism, <laughs> which I was brought up with. And I've never, the nuns rammed. We had to remember a page every day in the catechism, the old nuns. Yeah. The only thing I ever remember, and if we didn't, they'd slap us on our hands and our knees. Oh. But the only thing I've always remembered was the third question in the catechism, and it was, what is faith? Because I think all what I do and what my mother and grandmother and what healers do is have faith in some, in a higher power. Higher power. And the question in the, the, the Catholic catechism was what is faith? And the answer was faith. It's a supernatural gift from God. And it's freely bestowed upon us for our sanctification and salvation. Uh-huh. Now, that was the old, old yeah. catechism from 60 years ago. Yeah. I used to question to the nuns why we're not supposed to believe in the supernatural and they would say, read another page. They would never <laughs> answer that, you know, because yeah. supernatural was banned in the Catholic Church. Sure. But that's what it is, really. It's something beyond our, it's beyond our thinking. It's beyond right. our brain. And, yeah. you know, the brain is only, that's the thing. The brain is a thing. It's got veins. It's got arteries. I understand as also the prefrontal cortex they're finding out intuition can come from there. Sure. You know, these, these scientists, well, I understand that. But the soul is not a thing. No. Yeah. The soul is the energy from that higher power. Yes, I understand. And 
it's understanding because when we look at heaven and what is heaven, well, that's another area that we might talk about because it's a different energy. Yes, complete. Yeah, big energy. Wanted to ask you about that because I know I know that you have the ability to bring in deceased relatives, deceased uh, family members. Of, you know, all the you know husbands, wives, whatever. And as you do that, and as you you know have them talk through you to a person, you're getting a little glimpse of heaven and angels. And what what is your idea of that? How what have you gotten from doing that? Well, what I've gotten from it is a true belief that there is a heaven. Now, the word heaven is is appropriate, I think, in every religion. But the interpretation of it is like the Christians believe. Okay, the Christians believe in the highest, the highest point that you can ever get. That's what heaven is. The Indians believe we go to this great place, but we can reincarnate. The Buddhists believe, and they describe heaven, they believe in, and this is interesting, the Buddhists, they believe, there's a book called The 40 Days, uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, and it talks about when we die, we go through 40 days of open the doors to see until we get to the 40 days is over. Then we go to the highest place. Then we have a choice to either reincarnate or not, which is a nice way. So I respect all these ways, but there's one way that sort of really appeals to me, and it's the Kundalini yoga way. Mm -hmm. And when they talk about, what we ordinary people call God in heaven. G stands for them. When our body dies, G means we gather the energy. The body goes and we gather the soul energy that was already in our body in the world. Yes. We gather that and it's all jumbled up, G. So we, we carry it to the cosmos and then O, we organize it in the cosmos. And then D, we deliver it to the highest point, which some people will call God. Some people would call that universal, forever, eternal place where we go. I personally like that description rather than the other religions, because to me, it's more common sense. We die, the body goes but we have this eternal energy that we've used in this earth. Yes. Which I, that I see and help people with. But then when the body goes to heaven, whatever heaven means, we try and organize these energies through the cosmic plane. Yes. And then we deliver it when it's completely still to that beautiful place where eternal life is so to me that is god and That's to lovely. me it's very it's a very simple way but that yogic way of looking at it to me is the simplest way yes i mean yes i was brought up with my my mother and grandmother but you know uh, they had that catholic faith but they believed in this eternal way of looking at things sure. it's very simple Yes. It's you know, spiritual. they didn't yeah, very yeah. spirit. It was a spiritual way. It was a soulful way sure. of looking at what is heaven. Of course. Now, when you have channeled these souls that are in heaven, you have talked to you've you and I talked before we 
we're on here. Right. And you were saying some of the things about what happens in heaven that I found fascinating. So tell me a little bit about from these channeled energies, what you've learned about they don't have well, a body, obviously. Well, what I've learned is I'm very close with my mother and grand. <laughs> They've been dead for what? 40, 50 years. Yeah. I talk to them every day, Pat. Wow. Which is peculiar, but I still hear their Irish voices. And I talk to them because we were so close. But what I see Mm. with them is they went through when they passed over to the other side. Their soul, it took them time to organize themselves Mm -hmm. in the in the great cosmic energy to deliver themselves to that peace. So I mean, for the I always remember when they passed. I I never sensed. I couldn't feel them for about three or six months. It took them time to organize themselves right. and to gather themselves until they found where they had to go. And then then they came to me very strongly. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it's it sort of I see the both of them always. It's like. They're at the cocktail bar in heaven because they like the drink. I mean, and I do believe our bodies do go past into the cosmos, but it's we're purified. We don't have any of the illnesses. We don't have any of the neuroses that we have. The body and mind and spirit become very pure and clear. Yes. Once we're delivered to the highest point. And, you know, they tell me, they meet my family or my family, my friends, my uh, sort of a boyfriends that have passed over. They're all with them. So in, they're uh, all gathered uh, with people that they've loved in this reality, and they all come back together in heaven. And they're all in that perfect image of perfect health, eternal health, which is hard for a lot of people to understand. It's like, I feel it's like it's a relocation, you know, when we move home. It's a relocation of our soul. But that soul energy takes time to relocate into that perfect eternal space. Right. So I see them. I see relatives. I see friends. And I know there's such peace of mind. Many people will tell you, you know, when they're at the bedside of dying people, dying people will say, Oh, my God, my husband's coming for me. Oh, my God, that was my cousin or my child. Yes. And they talk, you know, yes. imminently, so um, an hour or two before they die. Yes. I mean, that's no, that's not from the brain. Right. That's from the higher energy. The soul is preparing them to come and help them through the journey yes. because it's a journey. I mean, you don't just pop off the earth and go to heaven. It's a journey. Mm, and that journey, they come down from that eternal, maybe joyful place to help us through that journey. Yes. And I know that you can bring in special people to talk to any kind of pain or upset that we may have, you know, about their passing or their loss. And um, uh, and it's fascinating to me how how, you know, in the times I've heard you do that, that they identify themselves with um, uh, messages that only the person could know, you know, that's, that's hearing them. It's, and you of course don't know them. So you're just passing on these messages 
that angels essentially have for the people they love. Absolutely. Um, people always have asked me over the years, how did you see, you know, how did you see she had that watch? I gave her that watch 50 years ago. I mean, how did you see, you know, that photograph on the wall that she always keeps of my favorite dog? Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's stuck. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's just energy. It's like I see the pictures of those people um, wherever, when they come and there's maybe somebody's grieving over maybe a child even that's passed over. You know, I've had many people that, you know, had children that passed over with illnesses. And, you know, I see the child and um, the child's an angel. But there's distinctions, maybe the way they had their hair, maybe what they wore as a dress. Maybe that, you know, the mum or dad had that picture on the photograph on the wall and I see it. Yes. I, I just see it. Yes. It's, well, uh, but it's a complete validation to the person you're talking to that you really are talking to that deceased relative. So, yes. Yes. The I'm soul. talking to the soul. You see, sometimes, and sometimes if that soul hasn't gone past the, you know, sort of the, organization the generation of the soul going to the highest point that's when my difficulty comes in because time sometimes people have to you know like the tibetan book of the dead i like that one because you've got to go through 40 doors before you reach nirvana right. they might have only gone 20 doors so sometimes i say yeah i'm having difficulty here because they've not reached that high point of, of heaven or exaltation uh, yet. Uh, yeah, so I yeah. can get glimpses. But once they get to that point where they're truly in that divine point, I, I shouldn't say it's easy for me, but it's more, it, it's clearer for me oh, to help. Yes, and you have been a great, great help to many. And we're going to have a little demonstration here today. And you've agreed to this. And we have a wonderful volunteer here. You want to come in? Come on in. Oh. And um, and we're going to have um, Kelly here. Kelly and Annette. Annette, Hello. Kelly. Can you see Kelly? So. Hello, Kelly. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely and green here. Yes. So, um, Annette. Just, um, I know we're putting you on the spot, but, and for people, I'm sorry that people can't see all this, but if you want to see it, I want you to go to YouTube because it'll be on YouTube yes. as, as yep. well, but you can hear it and you're going to do some cards with Kelly and yes. Kelly has a question or two for you. Kelly, go yes. ahead. Well, thank you so much uh, for having me here today. Appreciate sure, it. Sure, of course. Uh, so I just have a question about my mother who, uh, uh, died in 2008. She was a nurse and uh, um, she passed away from uh, uh, dementia, temporal lo frontal lobe dementia. And so um, my fear is, is that it, it'll, that I'll receive it as well. So um, that's my biggest fear. Yeah. So the question is, will you have that? Right. Okay, Kelly. Your mum passed 2008 with dementia. Yes. And, and you're concerned whether you should or you do get it yourself. Right. If you're going to right. get it yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
What I do is, um, first of all, I'd just like you to put your palms on the table, Kelly. Okay. Palms up. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And just close your eyes for a moment because this is a very medical question. It's okay. just close your eyes. We're going to do 10 deep breaths. I just want you to inhale very slowly. Five breaths. I'm counting. Inhale. One, two, three, four, five. And then exhale slowly. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, Kelly, just open your eyes. Open your eyes, love, and it's okay now. I just like your hands because your hands gives me some energy sometimes. I'm going to just channel. I'm going to take out 10 cards. I'm just going to see. Can you see my cards here, Kelly? Um, Not really, no. There we go, yes. That's better. Okay, that's better. <clears throat> oh, well, I can... <clears throat> I can feel that your mother is certainly, I, I would say, in the zone of the best of heaven. She's in the highest place. Oh, <laughs> I love that. She's done, she's done her time. She's done the crime. She's done everything. She's way out. She's absolutely. Aww. You know, when we pass, we also have a bit of work. Right. But she tells me she did it very fast and very quick, <laughs> the work she had right. to do. Go where she had to go. In fact, my cards are falling, so there's very strong energy around you. Oh, my cards used, you know, my grandmother, God rest her soul, used to say, when the cards cards fall to the floor, comes to the door. <laughs> this is the energy. This is the energy. Um, she was very surprised um, when she got there uh, to heaven. She met. Actually, I, I see men around her, whether it's brothers or uh -huh. husbands or people around her or people, a lot of people. But she helped. Well, you told me she was a nurse. A lot of people around her that she helped were around her as well. Oh, but wow. family, there right. was family around her too. Uh, yes. a particular, there was a particular male around her that was very important to her. It could have been in a childhood, someone that she oh, could have been a sweetheart. <laughs> but right. there was someone here um, that she met and was very close to and is close to her for eternity. Mm -hmm. I see that very strongly. Now, also, she wants me to tell you very strongly, no, no, no. You have not got that capacity. That will not be how you leave the earth. Oh, well, that's and, good. <laughs> and reunite Kelly with her. Uh, you're not going to be reuniting with us soon. Far okay, from good. that. That was you one of my biggest lot, fears. You have a lot to do, an awful lot to do with your life, um, and I'm also seeing there might be some changes in oh, your yeah. life uh -huh. too, which are very positive, by the way. Oh, really? If you're thinking about some changes, it could be to do with a work situation or uh -huh. some energy. I know what the business or promotion of some kind. Go for it. Okay. Whatever it is. Just go for it. Okay. Don't think don't think about it. Just go for it, Kelly. Okay. 
Definitely. So I, I do see that. Well, that's you need a little bit of patience as well with somebody in your life. Your mother's saying, patience, <laughs> patience. <laughs> Why is it that we never like that word, patience? <laughs> I don't even I feel like I've been patient my whole life, but okay, I'll, I'll have to muster up some more strength. Well, for there that. we are. That's my lion card. That's what your, your mother's given me. That's the card of patience. Whatever you're waiting for is coming around for you. Wow. There's a few things. There's a few things that you're waiting for, but there's definitely something coming around for you. Now, I don't want to go too much into things, but relationships as well. Have you been married or married? Uh, yes, twice. I'm on my second marriage. Well, she wants you to stay with him. <laughs> well, that's good. I want to stay with him too. <laughs> He'll be relieved this is to know your that. This is your mother. Please stay with him. He's such a... She wants... She's hugging him. She's just Aww. giving him such a big hug. He's, he's... As we say in the soul therapy, he's a kind person. He's a giver. Some people are takers. Some people are right. givers in life. He is a giver. Wow. And he is a giver. I, That's a Well, you're very blessed. You're very blessed to have him. Your mother's very happy with him. Aww. And also your health. She's saying the reason why we're connecting, and she's so happy that we're connecting today, is to say you have a long, precious life. Oh, I love that. And she's always there for you. Oh, I miss and her I know so much. That photograph, there's a photograph of you and her. Not recent. You were very young. You were young. And there's a photograph of you when you were very young with her. You might have to look it up on an album or something. Right. That was very happy days for her. Aww. She just loved you very much. Can you take that photograph out of the album and put it in a frame? I'm trying it to was think. When, you, when you were very young. Hmm, I'm trying to think of what, what photo that would be. Was I doing anything special or in an event? or? When you were young, it's... A not a baby photograph, under seven. You were under seven. She's in the photograph with you. It was a very happy photograph or a very happy time for her with you. Mm. But that's all she's telling me. But you haven't got it in a frame. I don't, so when have, you, I don't have it in a frame is what she's saying. No. When you go home, have a look at the, the um, albums or something you have there. So you're saying that's you, around seven is what she's saying? Under seven, between... Well, seven or ten. You were young. You weren't a baby, but you were young. Okay. And she's there with you. Very happy times. Wow. Spirit love um, photographs of themselves. I love, <laughs> I love that. She's And she, you need to, I always tell people with the photographs, when you find it, light a little tea light. Don't blow it out. Okay. Because it lasts for about two hours. And look at the flame, look at your mom, and just talk to her like you talked to her when she was before dementia. Oh. I will and do that. That's amazing. That's so she has beautiful. no dementia. Kelly, yeah. your mother has no illnesses. She's <laughs> in the she's now in what we'd call the perfect white light. Wow, I love that. Kelly, she, walk, she sees nature. I, I don't see her. She's not new with my mum and grand. She's not the cocktails. She's walking somewhere. <laughs> she's walking in nature. She she likes to go with the trees. She's in the nature somewhere. 
she's walking, walking, a lot of walking with the sunshine and the trees and in the country somewhere. She always likes this to walk. Yeah. In the white light. Yeah. So that's what she's doing. And she's holding the hand of some man. Oh, oh. It was a lover, a friend or a brother or someone. Well, my, some- my dad's brother died and they were very close. Well, that's what, yeah, because it wasn't a lover. It was a brother. Yeah. It's him. So she's holding his hand. And they just like the peace of nature in the white light. You know, everybody's got their own ways. Everybody, you know, some people like to work and they still carry on working. It's what they really want to do. You know, they have a choice. So that's your mom. Oh, thank you so much. That is so amazing to hear that. I... You know, my brother and I have always, I'm the oldest out of the two kids and, and, uh, each of us have always been here. I'm 50 and he's, uh, I guess 48 maybe. And, uh, we both, both of us have been terrified that we would get the same illness that she, that ultimately to her demise. You don't need to take the test. She says there might be a test to see that you don't need to take it. That's not. You're both healthy people. Woof, that, that is such a relief. Uh, I love that. I love hearing that. Thank you I'm, so much. I'm glad you had the courage to ask. Yeah. That's a hard question. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.